0: further review. What is going on, everyone? Episode 39 of After Further Review. Hope everyone's having a great day. We took a little time off last week, uh, mostly my fault. I was a bit under the weather, but we are back at it, back on that grind, and excited to keep getting out these podcasts for you guys. EP39, you already know. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have a fun show for you guys. But don't forget, in two weeks, episode 41, we are going to go live. We're going to get you guys info on that. And we're going to go live on YouTube just like we did back on, I believe, episode 25. Was that? 30. Episode 30. Episode 30.
1: was. And since then, YouTube has been thriving. Yeah. You guys got to catch us on YouTube. Watch some yeah. watch some video content of this. It's a great time. It's
0: a great time. We're going to actually be doing some giveaways because we want people to win these giveaways. So hop on. We're going to have some fun. Start off the year. We're going to go. Let's start some NBA. Let's do some NBA. Okay. I'll just Switch it up a little bit. I know you guys have plenty to talk about. I'll just go right into, for you guys, Sixers. You got Sixers just going to work. Maxi is just stepping right in as a dominant number two. You know, 1A, 1B to Embiid. And on the other side, you got just... Yeah, I'm sure you're loving the Clippers right now, just constantly losing with Harden.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to start right now. The box score from Sunday night's game, box score Ryan. Tyrese Maxey, 20 for 32, seven threes made, seven rebounds, five assists, a 50 bomb, which included Joe giving him the ball late, saying you're going to shoot this ball. And he hits a ridiculous step back, three, 28, 29 footer. I don't even know what it was for the 50 piece. Also, Joel with a 37 and 13 night. So it's just crazy how, if you look at duos in the NBA right now, I don't know if there's they can go up against anyone. If you're comparing duos in the NBA right now, Tyrese Maxey has blossomed next to MVP MD. And I love it. I love it. I'm going to ride the high. Right now, I'm saying I don't even want them to make a trade. They're eight and two. They're they just. And I, I'm sure it's Nick Nurse, too, Chase. It just seems like there's a bunch of not fluency when Doc Rivers is there. I know they have Ben Simmons drama, James Harden, ISO ball. But just clear out all this all-star drama. If you have a good team, you can win. You obviously need some stars, but Maxi has exploded. And, oh, my goodness, I, I love it. I mean, the leash is off, and he's just he's showing out right now.
2: Yeah, it's been good. And I think a lot of people after the Harden deal left, we were just so worried about filling a spot instead of just letting the team play. And they've obviously showed us that they don't necessarily need someone right now at this point. Maybe at the deadline, you just pick up some supplemental depth or maybe, you know, a really good role player or somebody like that, which is a lot easier to acquire right now than a full fledged superstar. So. I can't say I'm like too mad about it. And obviously, I definitely love seeing the Clippers just eat a bag full of dog crap. They're a great team. They're like, I feel like individually they're really good, but they just, with the injuries and all the concerns that they can have off the court, it just seems like way too much, like a toxic environment. And I never even saw, I don't know how they filled out the rest of their team because they traded so many people in the Harden deal. I had to imagine they had to call people in or, you know, have G League people come up to fill those spots. But yeah, definitely love to see the Sixers putting in the work right now, staying on the grind. And it seems like they're taking this season so seriously, even this early on. Like, I think they realize, like, all these games could come back in the end of the season and make a difference. You know, if you're starting off slow, then you're going to have to worry about being, you know, you could be a six seed out of the gate, you know, if you're not careful, but just because of losses, and especially how competitive the, conference is on a whole. So it's good to see them be active and change all of our minds about what they are as a team right
0: now. They're they're kind of playing for each other a lot more and not they're playing very unselfish and they're like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now. So just gotta hope the bread stays on either side. It's just first off, Tobias Harris
1: is he's averaging over 20 points a game. He's playing like he has his whole career. He's been hidden on teams, you know, with James Harden the last year and a half. He's just had to sit in the corner and just not even touch the ball and shoot threes occasionally, which he's not even known for. He's posting players up. You know, he's driving to the basket. Everyone's moving. Everyone's involved. De- Anthony Melton dropped the 30-piece this week. I mean, it's just all everything's cooking. Nick Nurse is acting like he's been there for eight years. They just plug in, you know, four new players. I know KJ Martin's not getting much time, but between Batum, Rocco, Marcus Morris Seniors in and out, like they're just mixing in different things. Nick Nurse is he seems like he's plugging all the right pieces, knows when to sub guys in, when to take guys out. Between, you know, Ubre before he got hurt, between him Harden or him. Harris, Embiid, and maxi It's like at least two guys are on the court. And Embiid's just playing so unselfish too. He's getting his numbers and not even like demanding the ball. But neither is Maxi. Maxi's touching the ball more than anyone else on the team. He's not demanding it. And I've just, I've heard stories about how Maxi's just showing up every day at like 7 a.m. as happy as can be. And just, you know, the bright energy. I've heard a lot of great talk about Pat Bev. I know... He's one of those, like, is he dirty or not type players in the NBA. I know that at least for the Sixers and the culture they're trying to build right now and get away from the Simmons and the Harden and all that stuff. I heard Pat Beverly's actually really helped out with just his energy and what he brings on the, to the practices. And his defensive rating is pretty good for being older still. So I'm just happy. I just – I'm finally excited. It's easy to get into, the like, the – all right, the NBA season starts, everyone knows it's an eight month long, 82 game season. You're hoping just not to get injured, get to the playoffs to see if the Sixers can get past the second round. But like right now I'm excited. Like I was excited to watch the game last night, not because it's the NBA in season tournament. That's a separate issue. but I was just excited to watch the Sixers play. I haven't been like that since like the beginning of the NBA era. And it's just, it's so much fun right now.
2: Yeah, it's been good. And I don't know, I dumped on the trade at first, but it's, it's actually nice having a lot of bench players that can actually be valuable to your team. You know, it's not like they're going to go and light it up. But like you said, Melton can go out and have a good game. You know, Batum can come in and just eat a lot of minutes. Like, they got a lot of people who can just ride out the season almost and not have to, like, have such a tight rotation. I feel like Doc would do that. And he would blow guys out. And, like, they would have to sit people. Like, I feel like now they're on such, like, they can be on a healthy blend by the time they get to the playoffs, you're not really worrying about it. And obviously, it's good when Joe is so efficient. He has like 35, 40 points entering the fourth quarter already, and he can just sit out that quarter. But yeah, it seems like they're not pressing. It seems like they're just letting the game flow to them, and they're taking what comes to them. And they have so many people that can just do it, do take a part of the offense and make it their own. So it's been refreshing. It's been really, like you said, it's just been nice to watch.
0: And those pieces are going to be there at the deadline. Like, there's going to be teams like the Jazz, and you could get a like Colin Sexton. I'm not saying that's the guy you want, but like, you can get a guy like a young upside type player like that for probably relatively cheap. Plug him into that culture in a different environment, a winning environment. And those guys, a guy like that could just light it up for you and be a great like option off the bench.
1: Yeah. Honestly, the biggest thing is just energy. Upbeat presence. like I feel like it's there's not much needed right now. It just seems like the culture has been shot in Philly for years, but these first were we're ten games. we're one eighth into the season. They're eight and two. And it just feels like there's like a culture and you don't need to like they have the veteran presence. I mean, they have you know, not a ton of guys with championship, you know, been there done that. but just just the overall like, just joyousness of the team right now. Like, you don't – please don't do anything crazy. Like, it's one of those things, yeah. if they're playing well all year, don't ruin it. Please don't ruin it.
2: Yeah. And I'd, I know it's been tough for the Sixers to find a perfect pair for Joel, but maybe Maxi could be it, and you already have him. You know, he's played with Joel for three years, four years now, I think. And uh, he obviously knows what works with Joel and what doesn't. So I feel like maybe he might be the best option. And like you said, Ben, we can just I'd rather have to find role players than have to find a flat out superstar like that would cost us a lot. You'd have to give up more than probably what they're worth. And I'd rather have to pick up like, oh, we just need a we need a shooter. We need a, you know, a defender off the bench. Like that's way easier to get in the NBA than anything else.
0: I mean, right now, there's no reason to think that they need anything else than a number three, the way the two are playing like. At this point, you can legitimately okay, Maxi's two, and it's a hell of a lot easier to find a number three for reasonable than to try to find a legit number two. So if that is the case, which it right now looks like it hopefully stays that way for you guys. And
1: what well, Harris is Harris is playing like a, a number three. That's true. Like yeah. a really like yeah. like yeah. so you get someone equal a little above or lesser value. I mean, Ubre's playing lights out. I know he's injured right now, but I always liked him. Another guy just brings a bunch of energy and bounce. Tough, yeah, he was a tough
0: injury. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I mean, they're they're gonna play through it, but you know, he's a starter. He's also averaging twenty points a game. But I like he if he keeps playing how he does, like obviously you can move some. You know, I don't want them to get rid of any of the core players. I know Harris is always on the talk, but just because he's been there six years, but he's durable. He shows up every night. He does his job and he's good veteran presence.
2: Yeah, we already paid him 95% of his contract. I'm not going to trade him at this point. I was on it when it was like 50% paid, but he's little. uh, This is his last year in his deal, right? Second second. to last year. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to trade him now.
1: He's been there forever.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's been valuable. Like, yeah, you know, I think it's like when he's had the opportunities, he's really shined. Like you can tell the seasons where he was like on the backseat or an afterthought on offense and his numbers. Like, I feel like it wasn't like he wasn't bad. He just didn't get a lot of opportunities and had to be somebody he's not. And I Uber, just- like you said too, just a, a steal of a signing for nothing. And you hope that all the scoring can last all season.
0: Yeah, it was tough. He'd have an injury like that because he was playing really well and then just like a free thing.
1: Yeah, and Ben, I don't know if you want to touch on your Knicks at all or not, but the Sixers just played back-to-back games against the Pacers, and Obi Toppin was looking pretty nice out there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs>
0: classic, here we go. Yeah, so Knicks right now 5-5. Five and five. I mean, it's it feels like it's the same tune every year. I want less Julius Randle. And I want more like opportunity for some of the other guys. Um, I mean, he's getting, I mean, Randall's getting second most minutes on the team. He's a- averaging 18 points a game, but it feels like every game, he's just not shooting well, or he's just taking bad shots or just, he never, he doesn't feel like a winning player to me. Like he, he gets, he doesn't take the team by control. He gets like down about stuff. Like he just, he shows his emotion on his sleeve. He doesn't – and sometimes for the worse. And so it just – it doesn't feel like a guy that we can ever win anything really with, but no one else is seeing that. Brunson has been – like, that signing has actually turned out really well for the most part, and I'm happy with it. But I just wish they would play – like, they signed Archie Diacono and he's not even playing hardly at all. Um, DiVincenzo is getting, like, 15 minutes a game. <laughs> but they're not putting him in great spots. So, I don't know. I mean, Thibodeau is just doing his thing where every starter is getting like 35-plus a game no matter what. And I just <laughs> – I don't think that's – in this in today's NBA, To that's how you're going to win. So, I, I wish they would – I think Barrett can handle more of a load in the offense, and I don't think he's being given that opportunity yet. I mean, he's in his, like, fourth year now. At least – fourth or fifth year he's averaging 22 and i don't know where that is in comparison to previous years but he's still only 23 which is crazy so i
1: i can him and brunson can
0: be like a one-two punch i know yeah they just gotta get randall out of there i i don't i don't like randall i just don't (laughs)
1: randall should go to the celtics that's where he should go. Make oh, a deal with the
0: Celtics and give him Randall. Him and Porzingis. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, get oh, Porzingis back.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, and Barrett, his rookie season, he averaged 14. This is his fifth year. Second season, averaged 17. T- 2021, averaged 20. Last year, had a dip, 19.6. It's, and then this year, he's up to 22. He doesn't have to be like a 28. 28- Point per game guy. It can be him and Brunson at mid twenties, and
1: he's done better than Zion and Cam combined from that Duke team. Oh (laughs) yeah, like he's by far like played up to. I mean, you know, wasn't he
2: the highest rated out of all three? I think Zion was. I feel like
0: I feel like I think going into Duke was our. Oh, I don't know. I I I thought going into
2: Duke, he was higher ranked than Zion. Yeah, if we ever get him out
0: of the. Well, I'm, that's going to be easy. I was going to say if we're going to ever get an out of the macula grid uh, out of the U.S., but basketball is easy for that. So.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. is RJ Barrett Canadian? Yeah, Canadian bacon RJ Barrett. Yeah,
0: but I, I mean Mitchell Robinson's been a bright spot too. He's, I love him. He's I love him. Not selfish. He'll go like two for two, three for three, pretty much every game shooting, and just grab boards and block, and that's like I love that. We'll see. I'm not expecting much. I just, if they traded Randall, I, th- this team would be much more fun. And I'd still out on Tommy T. But
1: Yeah, I feel like the, we're already at one eighth of the way through the season. I feel like I haven't even followed anything besides Sixers-wise. Like, I haven't had a ton of time to watch other games because I've been watching a lot of football still.
0: But I will just lastly touch, yeah. if we're going to go to football here in a sec, I will just touch on the Clippers real quick yeah, because yeah, we yeah. brought them up. So I don't know if you guys saw last night they lost lost the Nuggets by three, and Paul George with a game a game tire uh, step back wedgie.
2: <laughs> it,
0: was, it was like time expiring to tie the game step back wedgie, and it was, I forget who was on the call. He was like, "Oh, what a time for that! <laughs> like, oh it was my a great gosh. call. It was a great call." but i mean that team is it Lu? is he still the coach i think so yeah, yeah. um i mean they're Lu, bro he gets all these super teams where i feel like he's not even doing anything <laughs> i know
2: yeah. i feel like he just has to show up yeah yeah but he's
0: getting i mean so he's starting hard in westbrook leonard and george who's the fifth starter Zubac. Oh, okay but all those guys are getting 30 minutes or more a game like starting and i don't think at this point of career like I love Westbrook trust me like you know I love Westbrook (laughs) but I don't think he's a 30 minute a game a guy anymore and I'm not sure Harden I don't think like
1: I know Harden came off the bench in OKC but I feel like Harden and Westbrook never really played together in OKC I don't
0: they're both also not very efficient at this point in their careers.
1: No. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The fact – I don't know the stats. I don't know the numbers in front of me. But the fact of the matter is Kawhi Leonard needs to legitimately just speak up, tell everyone to shut up and give me the ball. I'll run the offense. He can. He did it on the Raptors. He's a two-way player. He's like LeBron. It's how he's won his championships. And he's still capable of – I think he is – of carrying a team. The rest are older – I mean, just think about when Paul George was leading the Pacers. That was a long time ago, and everyone knows. He's thirty-two,
0: though. Like you get thirty-two in NBA, and that's
2: oh my god, he's like a forty-two-year-old NBA. Yeah. Who like? No, I'm not worried about Kawhi. He still has the capabilities.
1: Over
0: under his career, does he average twenty a game? For his career, Mm -hmm. like points per game.
1: Are you asking theoretically? No. Right now, I'm legitimately
0: asking. He's you. over. Okay, right? I'm just asking you. I'll tell you in a sec. He's over. Okay,
2: I have no idea. I feel like he's gonna be like 19.8 for some 19. dumb reason. 6. He's under.
1: He's no under- what for his career? Yeah. What? Just because of all those couple of first years in San Antonio, or so well,
2: average, like 17 or something.
1: He's actually really not durable at all either. But that's besides the point. No.
0: Anyway, I thought that was interesting while we were talking about it. either
1: him. way. If they want to try to win yeah. this year, it's gotta be quiet.
0: I don't think that starting four is gonna work. And I just don't think that's a that those four on the like I think someone has to come one of those guys has to come off the bench. Like yeah. probably not at least it's probably between Harden and Westbrook. One of those two gotta come off the bench. I don't think all four of them should start. Bring, Bro, I
1: wish I had well, oh, we gotta I wish I had my um my MBA prediction for the playoffs because I feel like I had the
0: Clippers going decently far. <laughs> oh, I have the Clippers winning it all.
2: Oh <laughs> I just looked. I just looked. Just destroyed
0: them. <laughs> I have the Clippers winning the whole thing. Oh no, I gotta find we gotta upload them to our Pelicans sheep. too. They're not looking
2: great either. Whoa. I have the Clippers as a six seed and losing in the first round. Oh Chase is in. yeah yeah. That
1: seems. Really... I
2: feel pretty confident with that. What
1: is is McCollum? By the way, because I'm is the Pelicans. Is McCollum like just out? Is it like a Chris Bosh situation where like he might never even Chris play Chris again? Bosh
0: situation. Like Chris <laughs> Bosh. <laughs> Chris Bosh.
2: Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know the prognosis on that. I don't know either. I don't know how long that puts you out for.
0: No. Also, I didn't even know Tim Hardaway was still getting solid minutes on the Mavs. He is, yeah. he got twenty eight minutes against the Pelicans, fifteen points, but four for fourteen. He shot the most besides Kyrie and Doncic. Also, that's worked really well. We haven't talked. We we don't. I still don't
1: get why did they choke last year? Like they're
0: they're eight and two this year.
1: I just what I'm saying. Why did they not try last year at the end of the season? They're not bad.
0: They did get Grant Williams too from the Porzingis deal. Oh, which he's not a bad, so not a bad yeah. Game. Why is Seth is was he did he get in trouble or is he just not playing much for them anymore? Seth Curry, yeah, I have no idea because <laughs> he's just averaging nine minutes a game so far in eight games this year. Like he's not getting hardly any time on the court. He's averaging like two points a game in like nine minutes. I guess they just let Tim Hardaway absorb all <laughs> of his minutes. It's just weird because I Curry like when I saw him on the Sixers, he was. Yeah, it's a good, like, 15-minute, 20-minute. I know. I
2: feel like he would start a
0: good bit, too. That's sometimes. a guy, like, you wouldn't be upset if you got him back again at the trade deadline for hardly anything. Oh, but,
2: no, I would do hey. it for a twenty twenty eight second second-round pick. There you sure. go. And I'm sure the Mavs would do it if they're only going to play him eight minutes a game. Yeah, they don't care. So,
1: you know who I like, and he's playing well this year, is Andre Drummond for the Bulls. <laughs> but CJ McCollum, by the way, it's not that – I mean, he did have a collapse long, but they're saying he's not going to be out that long. So if they can be competitive, I mean, that one two yeah, like... point to him and Dame, like he was always obviously overshadowed, but he he can get buckets.
0: Did you see against the Bulls, speaking of Bulls, the other night, who went off on the off the bench for the Pistons? Who Kevin Knox?
2: No, he went seven what? for eight.
0: He went twenty four minutes, seven for eight from the floor, four for five from three, eighteen points.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> That's got to, is that a career high? Oh, I'm no. saying yes. I'm saying that was his career. He's
0: averaging 15 a game with the Pistons so far this year. The Pistons is just a great. Well, he's only place. been in two games, but he got waived off the Blazers and sent to the G League, and then they, I think, the Pistons like signed him to a deal or something. I I feel like the
1: Pistons have had just the land of misfit toys for the last eight years, yeah. and he's got no with it. Although Killian Hayes is nice.
0: Yeah, I true. Like, I like him. What's going on with Wiseman? He's like off the bench too. Like, it's just a weird team. I know. They're starting bagels. <laughs> what the heck?
1: They're, they're, the oh gosh, the Pistons.
0: Like, Wiseman and Knox right now on the bench, and they're 22 and 24. And then they got Alec Burks too, just down there, who's
2: getting minutes. <laughs> Dang.
0: It's a weird team.
2: Yeah, but. I forgot Monty Williams is their coach. So he's probably oh, putting in work. They're them. two and nine right now, but oh yeah, that's worth it. But oh, yeah, they got some guys. There that's crazy. Yeah, we should do a list of like former Knicks first round picks and where they're at. <laughs> All right.
1: All right, put it on the queue.
2: Because I always feel like I see like Dennis Smith Jr. pop up every now and again and like oh, that was such Evan a cranky, Knox. Like Frank Nilakina. Oh yeah. Just guys I'm like, oh yeah. I, I actually liked that
0: Milakina pick, and that just didn't work. I just want my Kevin Knox Knicks jersey to, be, to, like, age better than it has so far.
2: Yeah. yeah right now, it's a total loss. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so the NBA this year in general has just been pretty crazy. A lot of lot of interesting um, things. I don't even think we need to touch on the tournament and just that whole thing.
1: Oh, no, no, no. What is going on with the court? <laughs>
0: okay, we'll touch on it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just they're trying to be yeah I don't know it's it's weird
1: I legit like it was messing with my eyes an orange you know an orange basketball the sixers court was like red I couldn't like the paint was just one strip across the whole it looks like some of the- those
0: weird college um college games like when you see like yeah. when Oregon I don't know or some of them do weird stuff
1: it it i, I I'm just trying to think of how much effort and money that costed. For an in season irrelevant, like Sixers freaking Pacers game. What are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? Like, there's no way that that Pacers game last night got more attention than the Pacers game Sunday night when Maxi dropped 50. It's stupid.
2: Yeah. I just no, I don't like it. It's like a it's like an online court you would play on like 2K or something like that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it.
1: It's like it's like the Street V2 like Mario court on the GameCube.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they could have just used like their alternate jersey and then just put that like on the court, like yeah. that logo, and been like, oh yeah.
1: I'm different already yeah, I already get triggered enough how they have like a different city edition Jersey every single year, because there's only so many ideas you can do. Yeah. And now we're just changing the court. Like, I don't know. I feel like the Hornets do it sometimes. And that's like, it. like the Hornets have like that light teal blue or whatever, which is cool. And it's retro, but this just like Miami
0: has like a cool one or two. Yeah.
1: But just this putting the, what is it? The Larry O'Brien trophy in the middle of the court for an NBA in-season tourney playing game. Like, no.
2: I'm not a fan of it. I haven't heard one person either say they like it.
0: Yeah, I don't – it's – I don't know if the game – some of the games the other week felt more competitive. Like, I don't know. A lot of the games were just closer. But I don't know if that was – like, I don't know if that was some scripted crap. Like, it just felt like some of the games were closer. And I was like, this is weird. (laughs) It was like – yeah. I don't know. I don't necessarily
2: like that stuff. but It's just annoying that there's like not a point to it other than to just make money. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. I
1: mean, I get it. Like they're trying to bring in more fans. This time of year, like football obviously takes up the most. Hockey just started. I I get it. But to me, the NBA season means less in like the January, February timeframe. I get it. Football's ending. Baseball hasn't started yet. There should be nothing else to watch, but that's where it feels like the NBA season's irrelevant right around the, the all-star break. I feel like right now it's still like, everyone's playing. It's exciting. I mean, they're making rules for guys not to sit. I, I don't get it. If it's a Sunday and the Sixers are playing or there's football on, most people are watching football. If it's a Wednesday night and nothing else is on, we're going to watch basketball. Like it's just how it's going to be until football's over
0: And you have the irrelevant point of the season. You got some weird. You got always those like small school college basketball games going on. You always follow.
1: Yeah, like I feel like March. Everyone only cares about March Madness. Does anyone watch the NBA in March? Like no, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't know. Stupid.
0: Let's go from basketball to football here. And to start off, we are gonna just talk. um, New segment. New segment. New segment. All right. So this is called.
1: This is called. We we know Chase is a huge Ravens fan. Everyone out there listening at this point knows because Chase loves loves football. He loves college football. He loves the NFL. He especially loves the Ravens. And good, bad, or indifferent, this is a new segment we're gonna call the Ravens Rant. I like it. So Chase, you know you basically segment simple enough. We're introducing this to you right now, but we give you the floor and you can talk ravens however you want um if you want us to get involved we can but we know you might have some stuff to say especially after this past sunday
2: yeah yeah this sunday was a rough one if you didn't know the ravens played the browns pivotal divisional matchup a chance for the ravens to assert their dominance within the division and move to eight wins on the season with two losses instead they let the browns hang around do their creepy deshaun watson hand Uh over blanket type deal. Kept them in the game, end up losing on a last second field goal. And really put the season in perspective. The Ravens coming off a blowout win over the Lions before maybe smelling themselves and thinking that this game would be easier. But Deshaun Watson for what he is off the field is kind of irrelevant to what he is on the field. He's definitely a player that's getting back into a groove and obviously now is completely hurt for the rest of the season. So it makes it hurt even more. But at the time, he was definitely getting better as a team, and the Browns are obviously talented too. But the Ravens just have this problem when their losses this year have been really bad, where they just let teams hang around and come back and beat them in not a good way. So looking towards the playoffs and looking just into the future of their schedule, they have a lot of tough matchups coming up, and losing this Browns game is obviously going to hurt them in the playoff seeding. It's one thing when you lose to an NFC team. It has nothing to do with the conference play. I can live with that type of a loss. But when they continue to lose, and especially to AFC teams, it drives me crazy. And they lost the team so far, like the Colts and the Steelers, that don't, like the Steelers are 5-3 and three somehow. And the Colts aren't really a great team either. So just those two teams right there, you've lost to, and they're not really great, well, you know, losses on paper. They have a short week this week against the Bengals, so they obviously need to come out get rid of that game on the Sunday and start a new page because the Bengals isn't going to be an easy matchup either. They've shown that they've had some weaknesses, but still, if you take them even the slightest Jamar Chase can go off for 200 yards in a game and three touchdowns and there's nothing you can do to stop them. So for the Ravens, I still have hope in their defense. I don't think their defense is the problem at all. I think it's their offense. They just get stagnant and then let possessions go by that were key for them. And then they get in these ruts. So, Hopefully, they can switch it out. I'd love to see Odell. He's obviously on a two game streak of catching a touchdown. So he's only getting like two to three targets a game, which I don't understand. Odell's a volume guy. The more you feed him, the more he gets hype, the more he's going to make, you know, crazy athletic plays. Last week, obviously, his touchdown was long. He showed he still got the speed, the move. So he's just like, he's just a guy where I think if he got five, six targets in a game, probably even more than that you would really start to see flashes of what odell was in the super bowl at the rams and maybe even flashes of what he was as a giant you know he's just a confidence guy i think you just have to give him the ball and let him do his thing and he'll just ball out because that's what he is he's odell beckham like what are we talking about a top 10 receiver of this generation that's what i'm talking about
1: odell anytime touchdown score thursday question oh,
2: mark pick that's okay uh, oh yeah I like it, but because I like it so much, I feel like it won't happen. He'll get like 40 40 or 50 yards and no touchdown.
1: Yeah, he'll pop off. He'll
2: have like eight catches for like 120 yards. Yeah, (laughs) And it's a meaningful game last week, too, against the Browns. He obviously wanted to do some damage against them. Not so much on the damage department, but scoring a touchdown was big for him. And you just hope that him and Lamar continue to build chemistry and They're going to need each other to be successful for the rest of the year.
1: Their run game, too, like not even counting Lamar, has been awesome like the last month, month and a half. I feel like, like Gus Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, right? Like,
2: yeah. Keaton Mitchell, who finally got game action the last two weeks after being hurt all year. Yeah. And Lamar, too, is just, he's been. A different Lamar this year like anytime there's been a crease in the pocket I haven't seen him explode out of it like he has in the past you know it seems like when he does run he's getting caught from behind or he's making the decision late so uh, you know part of this is more Lamar than anything you know he's throwing horrible interceptions this year just ones where I don't know what he's thinking in the moment he's not putting anything on it for as much as I proclaim other people have a noodle arm, Lamar's showed more of a noodle arm than I've seen in his entire career this year. So doesn't it's he have tough. more uh turnovers and touchdowns? Probably. I'm pretty sure he does. It feels like he does. Feels <laughs> like he has 35 interceptions at this point. They're still in a good spot, still in first. They just they really need to straighten some things out cuz like I said they have the the Bengals this week, the Chargers the Jaguars, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and they finish oh. off the year with the Steelers. So that's a tough, tough man to schedule. That's got to be yeah. up there,
0: top, like top
2: five, roughest strings of
0: schedules. And
2: but. they play the Rams, but they should beat the Rams. They cool. should.
0: Yeah, it's not looking great after the Packers' L that we talked about was a guaranteed. Oh, uh, my Titans are saying that three and six. <laughs>
2: well, the Rams are three and six too. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it's crazy, Chase, because, like, I mean, like every year, you have your powerhouses, right? And I feel like the AFC has been consistently—you think, you think Bengals, you think Bills, you think Chiefs, and I feel like there's a lot of people that we'll, put, we'll talk about the Bills in a second. I I, I feel like there's oh, a yeah. lot of people who put the Ravens in that category, but I feel like they haven't been this dominant since 2019. Yeah, which is and like I- weird, like because just injuries, Lamar's hit or miss, you know, betting on himself, all kinds of defensive um, cornerbacks going down. But it's just wild. Like, I mean, I feel like you have, like, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, like, easily top three consistent powerhouse teams last five years. A lot of people would put Ravens probably in that fourth hole in the AFC. But, I mean, I know I know the schedule's tough, right? But they seem like they're, like, 2019 Ravens right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In a way, they've been like weirdly dominant, but not enough for me to feel like I did with them in twenty nineteen. Like I felt like every week I was like, "They're gonna piece someone off this week," and they were just they closed out games, which I feel like was the difference with this team. Like they just, and maybe it's just because the three losses they had were just garbage losses, just ones that were really left a bad taste in my mouth. But the when they have turned it on, they they've whipped teams so. Hopefully it's just a matter of getting into a groove, realizing yourself, calling some people out, and making the changes. Because, I mean, it's, it's going to be – and every team feels it right now. It's going to be make or break for your season. Somebody who wants it more than you is going to beat you.
0: You know, that with that division, though, like, every win so crucial because you have – I mean, now the Browns, you might feel a little bit better. Wait, is
1: Sean Watson actually done? Yeah, he's half of the year. He he
0: hurt hurt his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. He needs surgery. Yeah. I forget the
2: broken handmaid,
0: maybe. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it was something. In this game?
0: In the Ravens game? I
2: I don't know. He hurt his leg, I think, at one point. But I think he's been dealing with it. And then, yeah, I I think this was from earlier in the season, his shoulder
1: injury. Oh, what the heck? He's just not been himself since he took, like, Well, he took like a year off and then his allegations took another year off. But, anyways, the Bills, Ben, who actually they're, what are they, five and four? They haven't been five. five. They're five and five.
2: And I talk about the Ravens having bad losses, but the Bills, oh my God. I mean, they've had some horrible
0: losses. Yeah. No, that team literally deserves to just be relegated at this point. The Bills, the yeah, Buffalo the Bills, Bills, who have won a three-string championship They're not going to win anything at this point. Allen's done. Diggs is done. Sean, uh, McDermott lost it. Like the, Allen's done? Yeah, he's done. The team's done. This year, do they make the playoffs? No.
1: You're saying right now they don't make the no. playoffs?
2: No. I think they- I called the Bills not making the playoffs in my bracket. Yeah, I have them like sketchily low or something. Yeah,
0: the bills are not who's no. the bills are making the playoffs. No, I don't think so. The bills at this point, let's let's look at their schedule quick, because first of all, just a terrible loss to the Broncos, who I don't care what Russell Wilson's if he's playing better this year, that the Broncos are still not a good team. Oh, my know?
2: God. Like, the bills are they. Uh, oh, my God.
1: What do they got? Yeah, so up? Let's
2: look at this. The oh, Jets, God. Okay.
1: That's not, I mean, divisional game Jets defense know. is
0: good. Then they get the Eagles, Chiefs, oh. Cowboys, Chargers. Oh. oh. At the Patriots. And then the Dolphins. That stretch of the Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. They could go 0-4. They could go 0 and 4 And then you end with the Dolphins. I mean, and they're five and
1: five. They're five and five to, to legit make the playoffs. You got to go at least 10-7. So they gotta go five and two.
0: Wow, you guys are right. 19 touchdowns, 11 picks for Allen this year. I mean, he's been, he's been not, he has just not been careful with the ball. They don't really, they don't run the ball. They don't even try to run the ball. James Cook has been okay, but they don't do a lot with it. Like they don't do a lot with him. And they've used Murray and then they barely have used Damian Harris really at all, even though they have him now. Yeah, I just think, I mean, the worse it gets for the Bills, the more Diggs is going to just one out too. um, And it just, I think that team's done. They should go back to Buffalo where you no, know, they're irrelevant all the time.
1: It's crazy. Their division's not even that good right now. I mean, I know Tredavious White's out for the year. He's, you know, an elite corner in the NFL. I actually want to, while we're talking about the Bills, James Cook has been having a good season. I want to ask you guys this. I don't know if you guys watched the game Monday night or not. He fumbled on one of the first plays of the game and then sat out for so long when a quarterback fumbles or throws a really bad pick, they're always right back out there. Why is it in the NFL? If, if a running back, like a wide receiver fumbles that nothing happens, but if a running back fumbles, the football, there are some teams that just literally will freeze to play him for at least the next couple of series. Like they just had Latavius Murray. I don't even know who else they had out there. They just weren't They Just were James cooks just chilling on the sideline. Is that like why? Why only with running backs? Allen threw a pick the very next possession, and then he came out for series three. And James Cook still didn't His come back. Because
0: running backs are a lot more interchangeable in the league. You have a star quarterback, you don't bench him. But the... James
1: Cook is good. I'm he's not saying he's not good, good. He's not.
0: I'm just. But I'm saying when you have like Latavius Murray and like he's not 33 year old <laughs> oldest
1: running back. Yeah, but the the Cook league.
0: is not like like it's not like McCaffrey fumbles and you're like benching McCaffrey or like you even like pollard if he fumbled like you're probably there's he's not on that level yeah but like mac jones serves a pick six and he's back okay, well, out mac there. jones a bad example mac jones should just yeah.
2: be backed up I, just, I remember tom coughlin would go he would bench you the rest of the game if you oh that was the, the
0: um the brandon jacobs ahmad
2: bradshaw combo yeah and tiki barber used to get benched awesome. a lot too because he would fumble the ball He'd have like 90 off. yards and then fumble the ball and he'd be out the rest of the game.
0: He <laughs> just reminded yeah. me about Brandon Jacobs. That dude was a monster. I remember him.
2: Yeah, him and Bradshaw. That's probably like a four to five hundred pound running back room. <laughs> yeah, I know. Underrated Between part the two of, those of them. championship teams.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean the Bills, it's just
0: it's just crazy. The the Pats are trash. The Jets, it just seems like they need Zach Wills. I mean, I don't understand why they don't give they're not giving someone else a shot. I mean, I feel like at this point with the talent that's around him, with they we've given him a legitimate shot. I don't I mean, we're wasting the season away with a really, really talented roster. Like Wilson weapon wise, like you got with Brees Hall, Wilson, like the wide receivers, they should they have plenty of talent to have a legitimate quarterback succeed
1: i i know we i want to touch on this i want to do a segment on quarterbacks i just think quarterback play between injuries and rookies it's just really down this year but i feel like it you the norm used to be that you would draft a quarterback and he would sit for a few years and i know players like cj Stroud right now who he'll probably win rookie of the year. And some people are going to tell him right now he should be in the MVP conversation. And I know he's probably the reason that most teams don't do it, but I feel like Zach Wilson could have legitimately benefited getting drafted, just riding the bench for two or three years, the learning everything instead of getting put out there in, I mean, like Ben said, any quarterback, like Brock Purdy, I don't really like him, but if he's on a good team and a good system, the Jets have Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, Garrett Wilson, a stellar defense. Like, you put a system quarterback in there. I just feel like Wilson being so young, I mean, he might never pay out to anything, but I don't think just sticking him out there is helping him at all.
0: That's what we. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Well, maybe it was more than a couple of weeks ago, but I would have, like, traded for Winston. Like, I feel like putting Jameis in there – I don't know. It gives us a, a more of a shot than Wilson does. We just need the defense is good. We just need some something on offense, even if it comes with mistakes, <laughs> which we yeah. know we know what Winston is at this point.
2: Yeah, I feel like Wilson only throws it to Garrett Wilson too. Yeah, like that's his only target. So if you take Garrett Wilson out, it's like now what are you gonna do?
1: That's just something weird to me. Like I know it's working with C.J. Stroud in Houston, right? But Bryce Young, yeah, Bryce Young, he's getting a lot of heat right now because he was the number one. Over- he's a rookie.
2: Yeah. Like some
1: guys happens
0: every year, like
1: Rogers sat under Favre, Dak sat under, I mean, Dak only sat like half a year, right? That's not a good example, but I'm just trying to think. There's a lot of quarterbacks that sat right away. I get it. You need to have like a starter. It's, it's a little different when you don't have anyone there, but I mean, Flacco could have started for the jets last year. It wouldn't have made a difference for their season. Zach Wilson gets one. This year Aaron Rodgers obviously comes in, he gets hurt. Like Ben says, bring in Winston. Like let Wilson sit the first two years if he's really not ready. Cause they're yeah. just
0: I mean, I was fine letting him try to like I was okay in the beginning, but like I think at this, like even a couple weeks ago, but like now, okay, we gotta like we gotta do something.
1: Do you think Aaron Rodgers hates him by the way? I feel like he's always trying to go up to Aaron during know. the games and ask him stuff, and Aaron just keeps walking away. Oh no. <laughs>
0: That's funny, but no, to, to your point, Ryan, we'll touch on, we'll do some stuff on quarterbacks too. Um, Because I mean, when you got like touchdown interception ratio and your top three guys right now, I think are Stroud, Russell Wilson, I think like Derek Carr. And those are your top three. Like that's something. Yeah. It's weird. It's something's weird. So we'll, we'll yeah. talk deeper into that um next week on the podcast and go into that. Some of yeah. that stuff.
1: I mean, the further we go into sports, the talent's always going to become better overall and the athleticism will become better overall just because that's how sports works right you know more now you know more how to train how to play this that and the other thing but yeah we'll have to dive into that real quick nfc the cowboys dak absolutely dominates the giants and the commanders like he literally has another level whenever they're playing those two teams i know it's been the eagles and the cowboys back and forth last few years But complete, utter domination. Saquon, I I don't know. He's having a down year. He's been out there playing, hasn't been able to generate much. I know the Giants have their injuries, but week one, Cowboys dominated them. This week, they have injuries. Darren Waller's not playing. You know, Daniel Jones is out. Tyrod Taylor's out. But Saquon was in there. They still dominate them. And... Chase, we're talking about powerhouses, AFC, NFC. I feel like for the most part, you know, Eagles, 49ers, and Cowboys are probably the three. I don't know if I'm missing anyone. Everyone else has kind of been up and down. I feel like that's been the powerhouses the last few years, though. And good losses, bad losses. Chase, I feel like the Cowboys are kind of like they're Ravens. A couple bad losses, but I feel like both of them will make the playoffs. And both of them can make some noise in the playoffs. And I just feel like I don't know. I'm still a little. McCarthy sometimes doesn't always do everything right. Pollard might not be that work horse number one. They finally figured out CD Lamb, and that's what I've been trying to say all year long. They finally figured him out. He sets an NFL record. We talked about though. Yeah, yeah, we did. And they they figured him out. They they know they're utilizing him, and it's insane how good CD Lamb actually can be. Their receiving core is nice. Their defense is nice, and
0: yeah, Van der Rush out again for the year, but that's not a surprise.
1: No, that's that's not. And I mean, Micah <laughs> can play a little more linebacker. That's yeah. I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited in what and that, be, that be,
0: can be that guy. I mean, you're nine, right? Got to, kind of have to. You are the guy at this point,
1: especially in the league we're in now with the quarterback play. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, I was excited about that game. I wasn't even mad with the Eagles loss, by the way. I, that wasn't
0: as It's still going to pre- be tough for you if the Cowboys Eagles match up in like an NFC championship
1: game. That's going to get, yeah, <laughs> yeah. still going to be tough. But I'm just <laughs> talking about that loss. That wasn't even a bad Cowboys loss against the Eagles. That was a really good game. Yeah. Like if you watch that game. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, they had a chance at the end to win it too. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's been a pretty good football year besides. The quarterback play is hasn't really bothered me that much, but it's. I feel like it's been a pretty, pretty good NFL year. Josh Dobbs. Mm. I feel like he's like we're just. I'm just jumping around now, but I feel like (laughs) everyone was like, "Oh yeah, he's playing well with the Cardinals," and they were like one and eight. (laughs) Like
2: the
1: didn't produce any wins. He didn't. I think Pittsburgh he played in last year didn't produce any wins, and I mean, now he's just winning on the Vikings with a weird roster and coach combo up there in minnesota but the yeah, they're division. five and
0: oh without justin jefferson <laughs> it's insane one and four within this year dang that's, that's actually crazy
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not taking anything from that That i'm still having justin jefferson play when he's healthy
0: yeah. diggs is now my most hated player in the nfl Yo, do you want to let everyone know what happened in fantasy? no i lost but diggs is a, it's diggs's fault i think he's your least favorite player in the nfl yeah no, he's not. Yeah, Vantas Burford isn't in there anymore. I don't like him. Oh. Brady's gone, right? Brady's gone too. Yeah. What about
2: Deshaun Watson.
0: Who do Des- you hate more, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson or, Deshaun <laughs> or Stephon Diggs? Diggs. Oh my
2: God.
1: <laughs> Watson's too.
2: Actually, I don't think I just hate Deshaun Watson. I hate his contract more than I hate him.
1: Yeah, that's true. He ruined everything and he's literally. How is he
2: like- the only one getting $300 million guaranteed? <laughs> and last year and this how year, is
1: that possible <laughs> if you combine last year and this year it's still less than a season of what he's played yeah
2: and he's played like he was getting better i would admit but like he played like dog shit almost every game for them he's
0: still though this year i think i saw it was like seven tds and four picks like he's not that that's the only
2: fact he just still hasn't like put up crazy anything no crazy. like like houston deshaun watson was way better than yeah anything cleveland oh my, <laughs> like no cj stroud though is like actually legit and especially for watching him at ohio yes. state yeah i mean he's a gamer he can make ridiculous throws so this is kind of like not surprising in a way it's more yeah. just the fact he could read nfl defenses yes and it's, i've heard like, him I...
0: talk and like heard some of his story before and he's a good
2: dude so yeah he's also a unit he's like six five like yeah, he's, he's way built, bigger he's... than
1: yeah. Like he's like like Baker Mayfield, Johnny Menzel. These guys aren't, like, huge. And Bryce
2: Young's tiny. No, Bryce dude. Young's yeah, six Bryce, foot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah,
1: Bryce Young's Kyler Murray height.
0: D'Amico Ryans isn't getting a lot of credit either. I mean, he's he's done a great oh, I job. Him. And maybe
1: I that'll D'Amico get some Ryan's. more black
0: coaches hired, too. He's done – I think he's – like, everyone – everywhere he's gone, I just you just hear people love him. So, like –
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I know that the text like, when all that uh, Deshaun Watson stuff was going on, I know – that I mean, I don't want to assume anything with Texans ownership, but I know there's a lot of like, oh, are they, you know, is there a lot of racism within their organization and stuff? But I, I mean, they had Deshaun Watson, they got C.J. Stroud, they had Lovey Smith last year, they have so they're giving, they're giving you know these black coaches and black players these opportunities which they more than willing deserve. So I, I hope their organization's not as trash as the rumors were. But I love D'Amico Ryans. I love him so much. I love him as a player. He played for the Eagles. He was a monster linebacker. He was a great defensive coordinator on the 49ers last year. Really deserving of a head coach. spot. Got it. And now he's delivering in what should have been just a a development year for, for their players.
2: Yeah, I kind of said this after their week one game against the Ravens. I was like, they're kind of going to be like the Lions were last year. Like, they're going to win, you know, some games. But I think they've exceeded what the Lions did last year just based off the people they've taken down this year. I mean, they weren't really out of the Ravens game. They were kind of hanging around, and then the Ravens just scored late. But, I mean, beating the Bengals the way they did and uh, the week before that, you know, C.J. Stroud has to drive down the field and make plays. Like, they're doing it way more, like, accelerated, I would say. So, they, I mean – depending on how their draft goes too and free agency, I mean they could be a lethal team in the next 3 years.
0: I will say they did lovey smith kind of dirty with that yeah, just hiring him and then firing him after last year with just having to start Davis Mills as quarterback all year like how they, no one expected them to win more games than they did. Like that I don't know, they did him kind of dirty, but yeah.
1: The only thing bad that's going to come out of this like I said is there's going to be a lot more quarterbacks drafted round 1 that are all just going to be st- put out there in positions to fail
2: and well, just it just gonna... happens all the
0: time like kyler murray too like it it's just gonna keep happening
2: yeah and this next draft is gonna be a lot of quarterback yep players so probably get started right away yeah a lot of people are gonna be finding new homes this after the season
1: all these guys just gonna be backups on the immaculate grid oh yeah here we go oh
2: yeah mac jones is destined to be a backup somewhere
1: he's the next brian hoyer he could be. He could start. Yeah.
2: He could
0: just like go to like the Panthers next year and back up Bryce Young, just in case Young gets hurt, and then he'll
2: get another shot. Knowing how like Young is kind of tiny, I could see oh. the Titans trying to take him for some reason. Mm.
1: Also, I know we we were on a, a survivor pool this year. By the way, you know you just pick one team to win that you they mm-hmm. win you advance. You can't pick that team mm-hmm. again. I won our pool in like week seven. I'm still trucking. By the way, I was la- still going. I was still going. I, I don't know. I don't know how far I can go. Last week was my far the hardest week. I had the line. The lines were my best pick against the Chargers. I was super sketched out about it and obviously came down to the wire, Dang. but they they pulled it out. And this week, I'm
0: I'm feeling OK. I'm how going long have you been by yourself for like four weeks? That's crazy, because when I wanted. A year or two ago, I think I went to week nine or 10, but it was still, I think, up to like week eight or nine. I feel like there was still like two or three people with me.
1: Yeah, you won. And then I think you lost like the next week or something. Yeah.
0: Jeez, that's That's crazy. crazy.
1: Yes, I'm riding the Niners this week against the Buccaneers. So. That's
0: not I, w- I won't be mad if I lose that one. We'll keep keep updating us here on the podcast how it's going because yeah, I, yeah. I don't at this point honestly check it anymore. So <laughs> yeah, we yeah, played. <laughs> of course, uh,
1: this is just a free free league, and of course I'm just by far dominating. Next year I'll probably lose week one like I did last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, riding the Niners list week. So if you guys, I mean, if anyone wants a money line, and you want to go Niners, my my picks have been money. Are we so. gonna pick in here? No, I'm not going to bet in? on the 49ers. I'm okay if I lose the survivor pool to the Bucks. So but we're it would not also locking be, the pick in. If I could make it through 18 weeks, that'd be okay. ridiculous.
0: I'm also, for the record, I am making a pick because I talk so much crap on the Bills and the Jets are playing the Bills next week and they're plus seven. Give me that spread all day, plus seven on the Jets. All day. <laughs> are all you day. locking it in? Locking it in divisional
1: yeah, like game doesn't even – I don't even care where it's at. They can easily keep – I mean, they're going to get – like, I wonder if you can – Josh Allen picks. Like, he's probably going to throw at least one, right?
0: Oh, yeah, that could be – that's a solid bet, too. Josh, yeah. over half of an interception against
2: that Jets defense. Hmm. I mean, like, what, well, do you have three week one or whatever? week? Two? Yeah, against the Jets. Yeah, yeah because a
0: guy had three – the one guy had yeah. three oh yeah and they won they beat the bills week
2: one yeah all
0: right well we we hope you guys enjoyed this we just you know just talked some nba and nfl but we had some great conversation um some great topics covering both sports and uh we look forward to the next one don't forget to subscribe like all of our stuff give us a follow on spotify and uh yeah we'll catch you guys next week Salam. peace